Well, hello and welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and I am here with you every Thursday at 4 o'clock to talk to you about the heroic journeys you are on as a writer or regarding any sort of story you are living by or working by or being moved by. I hope I didn't uh, jump in here too soon. We are still in the middle of all the fierce and wild and fun things going on in the world. (laughs) And bringing you this radio show, um, we have our engineer, Eric, in the studio, and then I am planted at home with all sorts of great and wonderful gear. So I'm wondering, uh, I'm hoping you are all having a great experience at home, and I'm hoping that most of you are at home, and I'm also hoping that you might even be available for a live little call. If you want to call in, you can do so at one 888 298-5569, which is also 1-888-298-KKNW. We'll be taking your calls, and I did notice that today's topic is already generating some interest, so we'll definitely make time for you if you call. If you want to write in, you can always do that on my Facebook page, And that is Debbie Handrich. Handrich is just like it sounds, H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. And Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. So I take those on my Facebook Messenger page or even on on the regular wall there. You can take a look at the timeline and see the comments for today where we are really talking about your brute force. Yeah, that big, strong energy you have and where it's gotten you. And where do you go when you need more energy or even other energy? Where do you go? What do you tap into? So that's what we're going to talk to about today. And Like I said, a bunch of people have already called in, or sorry, written in with questions about this. But when I was putting it together, I was really thinking about the brand that is so important to me, and that is around Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey. When I was creating my business, I thought, I'm going to look into the heroine's journey, and I noticed it hadn't been trademarked, and I I started to really think about the whole feminine aspect of being on a journey that is unfolding. In other words, how life unfolds for us as opposed to the life that we pursue and strive for and chase and try to hunt down and make happen. How is it that maybe... There's more of a heroine side to it where she allows for an unfolding and works with it and comes into relationship with the unfolding of her life. 
and the understanding of her life. So when I say brute force, I'm really thinking about the heroic journey of moving through something, but but I'm also I'm also thinking about the fact that most heroes came to understand that they probably weren't going to make it on their own, that they did need some power, some force bigger than their own brutality, shall we say. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. I like to call it your heroic truth. And if that interests you, I want you to know that I help writers connect to a bigger, stronger, and greater source of help. And I think of it as sort of the wise sage. And that is an energy that helps any writer really get in touch with her message, get in touch with the story that motivates her most, do all that work in the background before actually taking the book to a publisher. Because I I really feel that it's very, very important to be in touch with your own story, to have a great understanding of what you want to share in your book, to have a real, oh, shall we say, a relationship or a dialogue with yourself before you say to the world, this is my best work. You want to be saying that to yourself and really looking it over and really reflecting on it and really editing and polishing it up before you give it to the world. Because it's true. You could be an Amazon bestseller within 24 hours after putting your book online. Right? Did you know that? You don't have to have a soul reading your book to become an Amazon bestseller. All you have to do is get enough people to buy it in the first several hours it's on the market, and bam, you have status. But if you're really, really interested in quality... And if you're not striving and chasing and pursuing with all that brute force, but really coming home to your story, really honoring it, really respecting it, then you're probably in the unfolding of your story, really respecting it, really feeling into what is it here I am to do. What am I wanting to share with the world, however big or small your world is? So we're going to be talking all about that. And I just want to say thank you to Natalie. I'm going to get to your question first. And then Kim, you will be in line second. And then we'll just see how it goes. Maybe we will have uh, a caller or maybe we'll just continue with people that wrote in today. So, that said, I want you to get to say hello to our engineer who will be taking your call if you choose to call in today. His name is Eric. So let's say hi. How are you doing, Eric? Hey, good afternoon, Debbie. I'm doing great. And, yeah, would love to take a question from a caller out there. So if they want to call in and talk to you, Debbie, they can do so at 425-373-5527. 
or toll-free 888-298-5569. Ah, uh, Sam, Eric shows up every day down there at the studio, rain or shine, and takes care of all of the needs so these airwaves stay open and informative. I have to say thank you, Eric. Ah, uh, it's my pleasure. Well, it's so, I, I just enjoy working with you so much. Likewise. So thank you so much. So that is the voice you are going to hear, my friends, if you choose to call in today. And like I said, we're really tapping into that power of your heroic story. So if you are like me, you are someone that enjoys the teachings of heroes. Let me get a glass of water here. And there are so many heroes. We see them in film and in story and in art, in song. We see them everywhere. I was just asked uh, last week to do an interview for the women business owners. And I was asked to talk about what it was that inspired me to be an entrepreneur since I, I made the leap into being an entrepreneur with a little over 20 years of being an associate professor as a college. You would think, you know, you're pretty well rooted in that. Why make the leap? And so I came onto the podcast and I was telling Brittany, the interviewer, that I felt like I had always had a bit of an entrepreneurial sense inside of me, that I, I felt really creative as a young child, being the girl on the corner with a little lemonade stand. I didn't really feel like there was any brute force in making that little lemonade stand run. Now, I know that my mother was kind of protecting me from some of the, the real truths, but uh, my stepdad brought me on board real fast to let me know that mom wasn't going to continue to buy all of my lemonade for me, that I was going to have to understand my profit margin and pay for my lemonade if the stand was going to continue throughout the summer. So that was just one little introduction into my you know, eight-year-old mind that entrepreneurship isn't all just fun and games the way some of us might think when we're going to our day-in, day-out job and we look over to the entrepreneur and think they just make up all their own rules and whatever else. I was being informed at the ripe age of eight that if I was going to continue to pursue my little lemonade stand, I was going to have to learn the administrative aspects as well as bookkeeping and things like this because according to my stepfather, I owed my mother a pretty penny for all that delicious lemonade and sugar and for the lovely containers and the cups. I mean, you name it. I was just thinking that all the money would go straight into my pocket. Not so. But I was also caught up in the idea of decorating my lemonade stand. Uh, 
of who I might allow to help be with me on the day, of where this might go. You know, if I can manage a lemonade stand, what's next for me? I started asking my mom, who makes roller skates? I had forgotten about this completely, but I found this in one of my childhood journals some years later. I was very curious, how does a person make roller skates? And since we live not too far from a rink, maybe this would be a really good idea. But my mother helped me understand that you're supposed to do things as an entrepreneur, and I don't think she used that word, but maybe she told me I was a lemonade stand owner. You're supposed to do things from the point of view that you not only love them, but that you have skill. And that you not only love them and have skill, but you're willing to keep learning so that your love and your skill will deepen. And she also helped me understand that if you can do this, you'll always feel happy and creative regardless of what you choose to sell. And so I went back to my original question, you know, how do we make roller skates? And she reminded me, we don't have any skill in making roller skates. But you, Debbie, are getting known to have the best glass of lemonade on the whole street. So why don't you stick to that? And, you know, this was great advice because it didn't require any brute force to do what I was doing. Yes, I had to start to pay attention to how much I was making. Yes, I had to turn those earnings over to my mother. Yes, we had to make time to go to the store and get things. But we lived in hot, hot, hot San Diego, California, and people loved stopping and getting lemonade. I'm trying to remember the life of that lemonade stand it's possible that even though my mind tells me we did it day after day, smoldering heat and all, for summer after summer, it's, it's quite possible that the life of that stand was about two to three weeks. And so, again, when we have a memory of something, we remember the fun of it. And in my case, there wasn't a lot of brute force going on except enduring the heat. But, um, yeah, my memory is that we were there a long, long, long time. But, yeah, I think it was honestly just a very, very short-lived two to three weeks. Made a little bit of cash. Knowing me, I probably bought myself a new pair of roller skates uh, probably was told I would also buy a pair for my little brother. Can't remember that part right now. Probably kicked up a big fuss if that was part of the story. But I started to learn what is the basics of entrepreneurship. And one is that you don't attack it with the energy of your brute force unless... You plan on closing shop after a limited amount of time. And you might think differently. You might think that it is the brute force 
that helps you write your book or helps you keep your business open, helps you through a pandemic, helps you get through your own sickness or virus, helps you understand others, that it is brute force that makes you carry on. But what I've come to understand just by having a lemonade stand and then being on my own unfolding of a heroic journey is that every so often, every so many years, we're dealt a really, really big hand to manage and no amount of brute force is going to work. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Send me your questions and we are going to come right back after this break and we are going to start in talking to Natalie. Stay tuned. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. The nicotine in e-cigarettes is addictive and can harm brain development. That's why I worry about teens who try e-cigarettes. Many young people use pod-based e-cigarettes like Juul, which have high levels of nicotine. And because teens' brains are still developing, they can quickly become addicted. The tobacco industry uses fruit and candy flavors to attract young people, often turning them into lifelong users. For more, visit HealthyChildren.org. Seattle, Tacoma, Antwerp? That's right. We're streamed worldwide on our app and on the web at 1150kknw.com. And welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we are taking time today to talk about where you get your brute force of energy and how well it's serving you whether you are writing a book or writing a brand or writing a blog or just getting yourself through these really original times in 2020, how's that brute force working for you? A lot of you know that I teach writing courses on the heroine's journey and I really believe in the idea that that first draft is such an important time to be with yourself and to be with your real honest-to-goodness truth and to figure out what it is that you want to be offering to the world, no matter how big or small your world is. And one of the reasons I talk a lot about this 
is because I have just found in my own world that the the ideas of Carl Jung, of Rudolf Steiner, of Joseph Campbell, this whole notion that our path is unfolding in front of us, at least in my life, has been so true. What, what happens is I make a mess out of it by forgetting all of that young and creative energy I had as a child, that I had with my first lemonade stand, that I had in those early jobs. And I get all caught up in the conditioning. I notice that when a lot of people come and say, I want to write my book, they're very unfamiliar with the notion of a first draft. They're thinking they're going to sort of bullet things out and I'm going to be their editor and just make it all lovely and beautiful and wonderful and they're going to go straight to the publisher. And I don't know where that idea came from, but nothing could be further from the truth. Writing a book is a way of claiming your commitment to an unfolding journey. And it is going to be quite heroic. And there are ways to bring in your heroine's energy to it. In other words, that creative energy and less of that wild and crazy brute force of pursuing and striving and knocking it all down. Natalie wrote in today and asked about Well, let me just go ahead and read to you what she says here. She says, I have always worked full time. And because of this pandemic, I figured it was time to now start up my freelance business. I'm not doing a daily commute. It all made sense when I first wrote out my plan. However, I find now that I'm working day in and day out. And I almost feel like it's not worth it at all. My problem is that I had this freelance vision. Yeah, vision. I had this freelance vision for such a long time. I'm not willing to give it up just because I'm tired. Does this speak to your topic today on brute force? And if so, I would love your help. Okay. Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. So without knowing much about the work you're doing... You did share with us that you're working full time. Uh, You don't have to do a commute right now. It made you think this would be a good time to start freelancing, but you're getting kind of tired already. So let me just tell you a little bit, Natalie, and others about this notion that I got this from my coach, Robert Holden, who many of you might know, is the founder of Success Intelligence and the Happiness Project and many, many other wonderful things. He is the author of Lovability and the radio show Shift Happens. Shift Happens. And he told me this in one of our mastermind groups. He said, If you live under the work ethic, you live under the idea that your work is 99% perspiration and 1% inspiration. (laughs) And I laughed. Um, 
I laugh the first time I heard it. I laugh still when I read it. Because just like Natalie, I so aligned with the idea that my brute force would set me free. That creativity and fun was something a child gets to enjoy, but really pushing on, really digging in, really striving was what the adult does. What what I feel like Robert Holden was telling me was that things were out of balance and that the work ethic says 99% of your work is perspiring and working yourself out and 1% is inspiration and we have it backwards. So his plan was start every day giving one extra percent, if not five, if not 10 to the inspiration and backing off a little bit from the perspiration and just see how it serves you. Perspiration being the sweat and that brute force I've been talking about. How does it serve you to really, really tap into the notion that whatever you're writing, whatever you're creating, whatever you're blogging about, whatever business you are developing, whatever freelance work you're leaning into, whatever new problems you're dealing with because of the world in these times, how might you feel more served and better to serve others if you're really grounded in your inspiration and less obsessed with the whole perspiration? How might that serve you? I can tell you for me, it took me out of the idea that I once had, which was that to be a good blogger, I have to write a blog post every day and get it posted at a certain time. You know, that just fell away. I like the idea of being consistent far more than I like the idea of showing up every day and wearing myself out and and trying to create 365 blog posts a year instead of maybe once a week, which brings it from 365 down to 52. Or how about one every bi-weekly, you know? That, that'd bring it down to 26 a year. Or how about, uh, how about I have one blog post a month and one newsletter a month? Wow, that's 12 newsletters and 12 blog posts. I think I could do that. I think I could. I know I could because I've done far more. But see, when we're thinking of what inspires us, we're not necessarily doing more. We're just getting connected to what it feels like to be more consistent and more efficient and more in our zone. And that stuff feels good. It's just like when I go to the lemonade stand as a little girl. And I always wanted to have two pitchers of lemonade. There was something that made me feel really comfortable about that. That I wouldn't run out. That I would always have plenty. And that was just sort of in my own creative thinking. That 
it made sense to me. Well, inspiration is always that fuel that makes sense to us. It comes out of our curiosity and it also comes out of our instinctual know-how that I can do this. So, Natalie, I've really strayed away from your question here, but what I want to say in the end is I think you are quite tired because you're working full-time and part-time and you've started something new. You've got a pile of things going on and they all matter to you. So what would it be like to be inspired to do a freelance business but to not feel like you have to do so much so fast, so right now. Is there anyone that you might be trying to prove a little something to, even if it's only trying to prove it to Natalie? I, I'm just thinking that there is a creative energy that wants to come forward more than that brutal, forced striving that we can get into when we're trying to achieve something right now. So think about that. Think about what really wants to be born in that freelance business and then allow yourself to let it be born as opposed to controlling how quickly it's got to be born. Yeah? You might, Natalie, just take a look outside. I'm noticing all the things in bloom right now. I live in Seattle, Washington, and there's just pollen everywhere. I was even telling my class the other day that there's a tree in bloom right outside my home, and I think it's called a dogwood. I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but it's gorgeous. It's beautiful, whitish yellow blooms, and we only see it this time of year. I didn't plant it. I, I don't have anything to do with that tree except that I look out the window in spring and I enjoy its blooms. But let me tell you, that tree has a relationship with nature. And I would say that the brute force that that tree puts out is just pretty much surviving winter. But the rest of the time that tree is counting on sun and it's counting on rain and it's counting on its strong roots reaching deeper into the ground and all the worms that come and fortify the soil below it. I, I can promise you that fir tree no more trusts that I come out and take care of it than any of the other trees around. That tree is completely reliant on nature. And what we're trying to do is figure out how we can rely more on nature. Because nature is a force that is so much stronger than our own brute force. It's so much bigger than us. It exists all around us. Energy is all around us. And energy is also our curiosity. It's our inspiration. It's our creativity. 
And I know this is a very spiritual way to look at things, but energy is anything that is natural. Think about that while I have a sip of water. You know as well that energy can't really be killed off. Even if, even if that tree I was telling you about didn't survive one winter, let's say it, it went through many, many storms and it just did not pull through and make it into spring and bloom again. All of the energy of the tree would go back to the earth and something new would grow from what Robert Holden calls the inspiration. There would be a death to that tree, just like sometimes there is a death to our job or to our business or to our plan or to our book or to our writing or to anything. But that energy wasn't wasted. That energy, even of, I'm going to leap over here back to the first draft, that is really important energy because it creates the seeds and we plant those to make our business grow, to make our voice flourish, to reach others. Energy is always there, but we have to be curious and creative to find that energy because it's much more powerful than our own simple brute force. Now, what I think a lot of people confuse is the notion that when they achieve something, they, they only used their brute force. And maybe that's true and maybe that's not. But I think often, often when we really go for something, we had more energy than our own working for us. Maybe we also had the encouragement of a mentor. Maybe we also had the memory of a story of how something went wrong before and this time we really want it to, to be a story that shows how we can flourish. Maybe while we are putting together something brand new and we're working really hard at it, maybe part of that energetic field is, is the tenets that we were told as, as a child. Could even be things we learned back at our first lemonade stand. But again, what I think is so important is understanding that there's more energy in the world than what we can conjure just by stiffening up our fists and white-knuckling our way through something. There's far more than that. And if you have a mentor or if you have a coach or if you have a parent or an authority figure or an older sibling or someone that has just walked the journey in front of you, you are looking at energy, something bigger than just your own brute force. That is your Obi-Wan Kenobi. That is where you can lean in 
and let that force be with you because it has more energy than your own almost brutality of just surviving. And I wish this was taught a little bit more, honestly, but I do think it is coming to be taught more and more, especially because our world changes so much. Right now, we are going through a time that none of us could have predicted. And yet, we are finding the energy. And if we allow it to lead us, even if we are very familiar with our own brute force, we're finding our way through something that is bigger than us, stronger than us, more capable than just us. And that's when we see that the perspiration of our work does pay off, but more than anything, the inspiration of our work starts to really show up in the world. And we feel excited about that. We feel on purpose. And life, even in a crisis, has a lot of meaning for us. So, Natalie, thank you for inspiring us with your question. When we come back after the break, we're going to look at what Kim has to say and Like I offered before, you are welcome to call in as well. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Are you ready for something real, raw, upfront, and honest? Then tune in each Wednesday at 2 p.m. right here for Love from the Hip. I am spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and the host, Sakura Sutter. This show is unlike anything you have ever heard and was created to help others to help themselves. Hear me follow up with guests I have hypnotized and see how it has improved their lives. I will also spotlight amazing people from around the world. Their skin tips, live readings, and answers to life's burning questions. Join us each Wednesday at 2 p.m. Hey Seattle, let me ask you something. Are you an entrepreneur thinking about starting your own company? Or maybe you're a career-minded professional looking to scale the corporate ladder, but the path seems a bit foggy? No worries. I got you. My name is Dominic Lawson, and I am the host of The Startup Life. Every Wednesday at 9 a.m., we will go on a journey of self-discovery as I interview the best business minds from around the world. So if you want to clearly see the path forward, tune into The Startup Life, Wednesdays at 9 a.m. Learn more at thestartuplifepodcast.com. Five things you need to know about measles in 30 seconds. The vaccine was developed in 1963, and measles became rare in the U.S., but low vaccination rates are now causing outbreaks that may put you at risk. Measles is highly contagious and spreads easily when an infected person breathes or coughs. Measles can have serious complications and can be deadly. It's also easy to prevent with a vaccine that's safe and effective. Please make sure you and your loved ones are vaccinated. Learn more at nfid.org measles. Multicultural, multidimensional even. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. If you're just tuning in, we're talking about where do we get the energy to move beyond the place we're at? Do we need brute force strength? And if we do, is there something even bigger than that? How does it all work? These are just times where people have been saying they just really feel confused. They feel like things are so unpredictable right now. 
And I know some of these topics are a little esoteric. So I want to take us back right now to learnings I got from 12 Steps when when I started on a journey in what's called Al-Anon. It's for friends and family members of alcoholics and it, it can be any friend, any family member. It, it's just basically saying that you have lived with this or associated with it to some degree and you are looking for new ways and new strategies to help your life have more ease. And most people in those programs have used a lot of brute force to get through their challenges. But one thing that I came to understand, um, and then Kim, we're going to be coming to your question here, is that there's a way to begin that is quite simple. And the first is that we look at what, what got me into any sort of mess or challenge or hard relationship or hard place. What got me here? And what we notice when we ask that question is we're tempted to blame something. In, in adult children of alcoholics, we're tempted to blame a parent. In Al-Anon, we're tempted to blame a friend. We're not necessarily tuned into the idea that we have responsibility as well. And that the reason we are here is that we, we really want more skills. We really want to live a, a higher understanding of life. And if we can get to that, if we can admit that and not be so full of blame, we might make the decision to start to do things differently and really put our faith in the idea that we can. Even if we don't know exactly how we're going to do it, we can put our faith in the notion that we can. And it's, it's this trust that you're doing things in a new way. And that gets a person going on their journey and starting to feel into the idea that things do unfold. Sure, you can make creations. Sure, you can manifest. Sure, you can ask your pendulum to swing and help you understand things. But really, there is also an energy that can help us out if we are not always controlling or blaming or pushing or changing or charging or striving or any of those things. So all that said, I want to get to your question here, Kim. And Kim writes in and says, sometimes I notice I have this pattern where I'm ready for things to change in my life but I have no idea how to take the first step. For example, I also have a job that requires me to write, and I love it. But what I don't like about it is that I have to be there at 6 o'clock in the morning. It's great to get off work at 2.30, but the 6 o'clock part never gets any better. I've talked to them about tele telecommuting. And because of the coronavirus, it is what I'm doing right now. 
but I have no ambition of going back to the way things were. I have tasted the sweet life, and I want this change to stick. I just don't know how to present my claim. When I talked to my sister about this, she said, Well, you are a writer. You shouldn't be short on words here. The truth is I'm completely short on words because I'm afraid of what they'll think of me, and I'm really afraid that since I'm still in my first year, I could lose this job. I want to thank Eric for encouraging me to call in. I hope you will read my letter and offer me some advice. Okay. So, Kim, thank you for calling in. And Eric, whoever you are, thank you for encouraging her. I want to say, Kim, I really understand (laughs) what it feels like when someone says, well, you're a writer. Why don't you just go ahead and ask? You know, why don't you just put your little words together and make something happen? Uh, It's not that easy, is it? Because, I mean, you're really a great example here. I probably should have brought you in on the very first moments of the show. You're, You're sharing with us that you're ready to have a change. And yet, when you're put in front of the authority that could make the decision, it, it sounds like you're a little tongue-tied or, or you're a little lost for words. And you didn't say it, but I, I, um, I kind of wonder the irony here that you might be feeling, how is it that I could be lost for words when they've actually hired me right so what I want to say to you here is you're being really challenged on this unfolding journey you're on I know for for me I I often do a face plant (laughs) right right around the time that it's important for me to find a way to do a, a 180 and get my courage going I just um I cower But what I can encourage you to do is think here that your heroic truth, Kim, Kim, sorry, Kim, who I'm talking to, your heroic truth is really trying to come forward. There's something inside of you that really knows it would be powerful for you to stand before that authority figure, that boss of yours, and share that you feel you would be doing your best work if you could telecommute. That you might even you might even propose that you feel very proud of some of the work you've done since the coronavirus began. Uh, I would I would encourage you to look for some of those examples. But what I what I even more so want to encourage you to understand about yourself, Kim, is that you're, you're in a powerful story. You're being asked to use your voice either where you've never done it before, I'm going to guess, or where you've done it before and you got shot down, I'm going to guess. I, I'm, I'm thinking it's one of those two. And so I want to encourage you to step forward and know that you you will be a little bit anxious. You are getting a, a bit tipped over here just thinking about it, which is natural. 
But can you lean into the idea, not just the brute force that you're going to push through, but can you lean into the idea that you have a certain knowing about yourself and that's all you're really wanting to express. You have a certain knowing of how you work best. And maybe you knew it before you started working at home or maybe it's developed even stronger since you've been working at home. But if you think about that, all you're doing is presenting to your boss, I have a real knowing about me and my talents. And due to this virus, we've had to try out a work arrangement. But also due to this virus, I've noticed that my work feels better. And I want to share with you this knowing, which is, I think I work really well from home. What do you say we give this a go? And all you really have to do at that point is let them inquire about your super knowing about yourself and answer it when they say, Oh, you know what, what, what is it that's working so well working at, at home? You know, maybe they'll start to kick something up and say, don't you like, uh, sharing the cubicle with, uh, you know, Billy and Joey who you sit next to. I'm just making something up here. Um, and you just lean back into your own knowing you don't brutally force your way into convincing you lean into your knowing which is actually it it doesn't have anything to do with the cubicle I'm actually talking about my experience of working from home and what I learned was I I really feel like I concentrate very well from home and I like that experience just inform them what did you learn about yourself Lean into your knowing. And just coming back to what I was sharing with you about 12 steps, this way you're not saying it's everyone else's fault or, you know, it's my own fault that I don't like to get up at 6 a.m. You're not doing any of that. You're, you're making a real decision to say there's a better way to do things and I'd really like to lean into the possibility that we could start now. That my higher truth is kind of speaking to me and letting me know what works for me. Uh, I'll just be real candid with you, Kim, and others. Um, I'm, doing, I'm doing these radio shows right now from home. You know, while this is all going on, I'm... I'm using professional equipment, all of that. But you want to know the truth? I cannot wait to go running back into the studio because there's a certain energy there that I love. I just love it. And I I feel disconnected from it. And um, if if there was, you know, a reason that I, I needed to set up an argument for why I need to go back to work, right now, back to the studio, it would be that. It would be exactly that, that I feel a lot of great energy when I'm there working face-to-face with Eric and the others. I, I love that little purple room I get to prep in. 
Uh, I love the conference room where I get to invite guests to come to. I don't love it so much doing it from home. There's other things I love doing from home, but not so much this. And I didn't really know that until this, this time that we're going through in 2020 came upon us. So really, Kim, all you're doing is sharing with your boss a similar truth. A similar truth, which is, I'm coming to learn how I work best. And I'm wondering if we could try this out. Now, I want to invite you, Kim, since you are a writer, and uh, uh, we had a previous person write in, Natalie. Her name was Natalie. If you are a writer as well, Natalie, I want to invite you Since you sent in a question today and allowed me to coach you, I would like to invite you to check out my webpage, CoachDebbie.com, and just take a look and see if there's a program there that speaks to you. And I would like to offer that to you, where we could work a little closer, a little more in depth together. Because especially in this program, I have the the heroic truth, we are looking at all that stuff that bubbles up. It bubbles up below the surface when we're in crisis, when we're in a challenge, when we're using all our brute strength, when we're thinking our way through things. It bubbles up and it asks us, can I do things even stronger and better? And the answer is always yes. It's just going to require a new and natural energy. And it lives inside of you. And I lead you into learning how to use that. Well, we are out of time. And I just want to thank you for being with me today. I will be back next Thursday with another topic. But until then, I invite you, lean into your strength. Lean into your highest energy. And until next Thursday, namaste, my friends.